and welcome to Voices of Sikakwan. I'm Hannah Flohr, and today on the show, we venture into the woods of Sikakwan. Our producer, Avery Herman Sakamoto, tags along as friends Deborah O'Gara and Diane Benson spend a morning harvesting Devil's Club. Diane wants the bark for medicinal tea, and Deborah uses the wood of Devil's Club to make decorative beads, which means that between the two of them, neither part of the plant is wasted. The two explain the process, as well as the personal and cultural significance of Harvesting Devil's Club. We join them already out in the woods, ready to begin. My name is Deborah O'Gara. My clinket name is Dejuk Suk. I am of the Tiatan clan, um, which is um, from in Wrangell, in the Cedar Bark House, also in Wrangell. And um, I'm currently living in Petersburg, have lived here for over two years, and plan on staying here for a while longer. And I love gather, I love springtime. I love springtime and I love fall time because it's when we um, have an opportunity to go out into the woods. Well, and summertime because that's when the berries come out. My Lichet name is Lichet. I'm My name is Diane Benson. Originally, uh, my family comes from Sitka, Octantan clan, Tachit uh, Snail House. And I grew up all over Southeast, really. Prince of Wales, um, outside Kitchikan, um, gosh, uh, and other islands. So Petersburg feels very much at home. And I lived up north for a lot of years. And so being back to southeast is really special and wonderful uh, because I never stopped being Shingit, you know, just be with other Native people in their environments. But luckily in South Central, there was lots of Devil's Club um, and lots of fish and things to to migrate to and and uh, harvest in fact right now i am missing the the uh, oligan run but <laughs> other than that i got all the goodies down here so i'm i don't know what else to say except that i'm i feel very blessed to have access to these wonderful foods medicines environment uh, connection to life like a pretty good day. So Diane, what are you going to um, use your devil's club for? Oh, I'm the first thing I want to do, and that's why I'm getting it right now at this time, is to make um, some tea. I really need to detoxify, and I can feel it. So I want to do that first and foremost. I've discovered, though, that I don't know if it's just the personality of the of the batch <laughs> or what but I've had a tea when even late in the summer and wow pretty good stuff but this is I find the spring to be the best time for for the cleanser 
first it's finding the batch, but it's also, I think it's important to say first that it's respecting it, recognizing that everything we walk on is alive and that we're all connected. All of these are connected. All life is connected and uh, have that grounding before you begin. I was really thinking about that this morning. Make sure to be in that place. And right here in this spot is a whole lot of food and medicine. So recognizing all that, um, and then clipping the pieces that you want, you're going to have to get the needles off. <laughs> so I want to get started. If you look at this one, this one's a really long one. I don't want to take that. There's also good ones for beads. But right now, I think this is a really good time to get the... I'm going to have to get a bigger clipper um, to get the medicine ones. There's medicine all year round, so it's... I try when I come out to the woods I make sure to only harvest what I think I can process within um, it doesn't have to be within one day like spruce roots but within the next week and I also harvest only the amount of devil's club that I can actually um, take the thorns off and take the bark off within a day or two because time consuming it's the bark that is the medicine that folks use that I then give away to people like Diane or others who will make it into salve or into tea or into lots of various things and then I use the stick underneath to make beads or drumsticks or on um, the long ones like there's some there's some long ones around here that are really thick and straight that could be made into canes or walking sticks. Um, and I use that, and I don't use the um, inner bark, but I always take that off fresh within a day because it's easier to take off. If you allow the bark to dry on the stick, you have to use a, a, a potato peeler almost to get yeah. it off or a knife to peel it off. And I was also going to say that um, I spread out, you notice I grabbed a couple over there and then I came down here and grabbed a couple and then I'm going to go over here and grab, so I'm not decimating all of the plants in one area. And I don't want to get too many because it's a lot of work. Once you cut it, you're committed. Yeah. <laughs> no. We'll do this one. That's how thick it is. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for me because that's plenty and I can really smell it, which is great. I love that smell. To me, it's like the smell of medicine. God, that smells good. When you, <laughs> when you get used to the tea, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of bitter. You know, but now I need to take the needles off, so I'm going to take these up to the cup. And 
my little working station back of the picket. I got rain pants on, used to doing it in the wet and the grass and everything. But if you got other means, use it. <laughs> this makes it, when you get older, it's a lot nicer. So I look for accessibility to handling these, of course, is a bad idea because of all the thorns. Yeah. It's like grabbing your, a rose bush. Yeah. Not gonna feel good. Okay, so I got three good stalks. There's another thing too, if I'm hoping I can get a drumstick out of one of these. See what happens when you get older? Lose your breath. Okay. I got my favorite multi-purpose knife. Also, you know, some people do things just to, uh, you know, just to be doing it, I guess. But if it's not about, with the understanding that what you're handling is is um, life that gives life and helps keep life and uh, and respected as such, um, might not be the thing for you to be doing. And I, I know people get real excited about this stuff and wanting to sell it and all that. But really, you know what this is? It's about taking care of your family and your own, and your own community. That's, that's how I see it. I think that's where we begin. That's what makes the difference, is taking care of each other. That's one thing I like about working with Deborah. She's so giving, you know. And sometimes it's a good reminder for me because in this world, it's, it's hard to it's hard to remember that for some reason, the way it is. I think I got too big of a knife for this. Maybe. <laughs> I was just feeling really. This knife was too fun. I mean, I've got my little um, all-purpose stuff. I think for. For us as Native people, we need to we need to do these things desperately. So what I'm doing is, you see the the outer bark has got thorns and is brown or tan colored. So I'm scraping off the outer bark, and in inside is the green bark. And in a minute, you'll see what I'll walk through the whole process. And I'm really just using my knife and I put it perpendicular to the stick that's been cut off and I just scrape. And I can go back and forth and the goal is not to cut into the inner bark but to just scrape off that thin. And it's really just thin but those needles are, you notice I got leather gloves and I'm getting the needles in my clothes. so. I've got layers on so that I can um, not get poked. And I'm holding it away from me. And if you don't wear glasses, you should put some safety glasses on so you don't get any of these nettles as they go flying in your eyes or in your skin. She's an artist, so she works really fast. <laughs> I, on the other hand, 
like treat everything like meditation. <laughs> so, I could be here all day and be just happy. <laughs> you know, so we're all part of the process. We, each yeah. of us have our own own system, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'd like to think about everything yeah. and feel it. You know, like feeling the woods. And it is meditative. I mean, you were asking me on the way down here what did I like about living here, and really, it's the slow. My whole life has just been able to slow down and not worry about, I mean, I could be out here for four or five hours and not worry about what's going on, not look at my phone, not look at the internet, you know, it's, everything will still be there when I get back. Most all the um, thorns are off now. Now, because I just want the stick underneath this green bark, the inner bark. I could just peel this off and and discard it. But I know too, way too many people who use this inner bark, which is where the medicine is. And so I'm gonna actually take care of it too. So I'm gonna finish scraping off the tan colored thin, and it really is paper thin. And I could take off my gloves now because all the thorns are gone off of the stick. And I'm getting most of it off and you don't have to get everything off. And I'm trying not to damage the inner bark just because it will peel off easier if it's all intact. And I'll tell you, um, if you get a big stick, a really big, thick, like really thick, like, like an inch and a half or two inches thick, and you peel off, you get rid of all the thorns in this outer bark, and then you go and you slowly, and this is where you have to work really slow. You slowly peel off the inner bark all in one piece. Oh, it's like skinning a deer. It's like skinning a deer, but you can preserve that piece of bark, and it's almost like leather, because it will dry and be pliable, and you can um, do all kinds of things with it. That's not necessarily tea or salve, but whatever it gets used for, whether it's a piece of leather whether you're putting it in something or processing it, it's still, it's still um, medicine. Now Diane's going to be at this for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> now once I get at home, when I'm out here, I really take my time. That's What's okay. funny because it takes me to childhood with my brother. And so it's really like meditation. We used to wonder about it when we were kids because um, people didn't teach us much, you know, especially going around foster homes and stuff. But then you'd be around somebody and they'd be doing this and stand there and watch and wonder what's going on and hear people talk. And uh, that's where I learned. It was in doing things and being around things like that and the beach the foods from the beach and and um, and all the humor. And I realized that was the thing I love most about our culture, our humor. Be out doing stuff and, you know, you treat it respectfully and with care, but that doesn't mean you just are all gloom. <laughs> you know, we have fun. It's like berry picking and you're in groups because of the bears and stuff and having fun, laying around in your rain pants and the wet stuff, you know. <laughs> Eating too many berries. <laughs>
So I've scored, I've gotten the outer bark and the thorns off, and I, I took my knife and just scored down the length. Careful not to cut into the wood, but to score the inner bark, mm -hmm. and now I'm just peeling it off. So I've got a little piece off the top of it. As it dries, it'll come off too. And if you wait until even tomorrow to take this inner bark off, See how it's just, I'm just getting my thumbnail in between the bark and the stick itself and just running it through to peel it off. By tomorrow, the bark will have dried against the stick and you won't be able to do this. Yeah. You would need a potato peeler or you would need to take a sharp knife to peel the bark off the stick. And then what happens is, because I'm, I'm using the stick for beads or drumsticks, I don't want to damage the stick underneath, so I always make sure I have time to peel the bark off like this so that the stick underneath does not get harmed or nicked or gouged. Ta -da! And there's no other smell like this. No, it's, it's amazing. And some people don't like the smell. It's, it's um, sweet but sharp and peppery and... Kind of like a little floral, but not really. Yeah, but there's something almost bitter smell to it, but it doesn't have a bitter taste. <laughs> then, I don't eat it. Okay, I was wondering. I'm like, well, we talked about tea a minute ago. I've had it in tea, but I, I will put lots of honey in my <laughs> Devil's Club tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> If you're just joining us, this is Voices of Sikakwan. Today on the show, we're tagging along with Diane Benson and Deborah O'Gara as they harvest and process Devil's Club. The full episode can be found at psglib.org, on Spotify, and on Apple Media. So what I'm also doing now is, now that the stick is all clean, the stick is still soft, so I'm using garden shears. So I'm snipping them into one-inch sizes, and I'm doing that while the stick is still fresh because it's soft. If I wait again until tomorrow, I would be, have to take a saw to do what I'm doing now because the, these sticks get hard pretty fast. Okay, now that they're cut, I'm going to put this into a jar, all of these little bead-sized sticks, and wait for them to dry. Once they're dried, then I can sand them smooth and round out the corners with sandpaper. And then on the inside of the stick, you'll see there's pith inside. It's almost like bone marrow. And it stays soft, so I don't have to drill into it. A darning needle or a, a pair of pliers and a large needle will go right through it. For, for stringing or, or putting on. But you can also take a drill and do a larger hole that's not um, done with a needle. It depends on what you're going to use this for. Yeah, I want the bark because I want the medicine of this guy. So I'm peeling it off now even though it's got a lot of knots in it. You can really smell it, see? And the knots are really cool for beads. 
the knots are really cool. Um, I also picked, because I'm doing beads, I also picked really thin sticks and some thick ones. So I have varying, um, a variety of, of sizes. This is where we need to build a fire and sit in chairs and drink hot tea and next to the fire and do this, huh? I don't know what the it word means for Devil's Club, which is something I want to know because our words always have meaning. You know, beyond some of them, it's like a story when you look at the definition. Sacht. I think it is. And um, I was thinking about because it, it was like Devil's Club, you know, that's not what we would call it. <laughs> so that, that doesn't make sense. Um, here's this medicinal plant with a funny name. Got a bad rap for a long time. I know how that feels. Just <laughs> kidding. Well, you know, they might, it might have gotten its name because because we our ancestors did use it for medicine. And yeah. the medicine people used it pretty extensively, I would think. But um, we are um, reclaiming that, starting with um, the Devil's Club plant and logo is the logo for search. Um, here in Southeast, and um, if you go onto their website, you can, I hope it's still there, there is a story about Devil's Club. Diane, when did you start harvesting Devil's Club? It's been off and on. Like, I literally got to the point where I was forgetting, forgetting things, you know, living up north and stuff, and, but I mean, my first exposure was as kids, and but we couldn't figure out how it was supposed to be done, you know, and um, when we went out on our own trying to, and we were scared to because we knew that what if we got sick and all of that. So some of us that were always curious about these things started exploring it really in our young adult life. And um, one of them, you know, learned from older people and then we started going out together. And that was when we had these fun experiences with the tea. <laughs> Race home and, oh yeah, I've got to cook it for four hours and you know, all these things. And, and sometimes we were too impatient. And then that had its interesting, you know, results. <laughs> that was fun. Um, but it also was the bringing together of us as Native peoples and something that belonged to us. That's a big thing because of the way we were so divided up and um, taken away from each other. And, and you know, to be honest, that, that never, for me, it, it never left me. I'm always looking to, to belong to my tribe, if that's a way to put it which is kind of sad to feel, have to feel that way all your life. But it's just a result, I think, for some people that have grown up in those homes and things. So to me, all of this is related. It's a way of being and of being together and of being with your ancestors.
those are the aspects that matter to me even more than the medicine itself or anything it produces, which I'm grateful for as well. Since I'm always about the tea and she's careful with the wood, mine don't come out quite as pretty as hers. <laughs> but, but I should get good tea. <laughs> I've seen above some um, doorways that people um, have doubles club. Oh, yeah. We've used that for a long from? time. Why is that? We have that at my house, but I, my mom... Um, because if something bad tries to get in, it gets caught in it. And, uh, I remember using it at a kuich in a village because there were a lot of issues, things that were not good that were happening. So it ended up being at all the windows of the women's side of the, well, both sides, where, you know, where everybody slept, so. Protection. Yeah, because sometimes there's people that get funny during that time, and then they're not behaving well, and so things happen. Well, that would make an interesting bead. You find a knot? Yeah. Those are so Look cool. Yep. Now, once you get the bark off of that, mm -hmm. then you have to dry it, and then that the bark is in the little crevices, yeah. and you got to take a needle after it's dry and clean that out. Uh -huh. And then, because the knot actually goes all the way through the wood, in order to use it for jewelry or for a necklace or beating on, on beating it onto something, mm -hmm. you need to most likely use a drill to put a hole through the middle of it because the knot is not just on the surface, it goes all the way through to the center. But they are so cool. Do either of you have a favorite part of the process? Um, I think this right here, going out and getting it is my favorite. Okay. Isn't that just beautiful? You know, it's interesting. I like, it's, um, there's so many steps. I actually like doing this with people. I mean, I have gone out to the woods by myself and, and um, gather, cut, um, do this part of it, then go home and take the bark off and then saw them up. But it's so much funner if you do it with folks. Just sitting there next to a fire in the company of others while... Um, I'm doing this. That's, you know, it's a it's a thing to do um, in community. So that's the part that I like. And a huge thank you to Diane and Deborah for letting our producer join them on their harvesting trip and for taking the time to explain the process and significance of Harvesting Devil's Club. And thanks to our listeners for joining us here on Voices of Sika Kwan. Voices of Sika Kwan is recorded and produced on Tlingit Ani, the historical homeland of the Tlingit people, but also the current homeland and the land that holds their future. Thank you for joining us for Voices of Sika Kwan. This show is a collaboration between the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, KFSK Community Radio, 
and the Petersburg Public Library. It is made possible, in part, by a grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Alaska State Libraries, Archives, and Museums. It is also made possible by the generosity of our participants, including the volunteers on our content committee. We thank them for their enthusiasm and dedication. To participate in Voices of Sitkakwan, contact Kari Peterson at the Petersburg Public Library. Archives of past shows can also be found at sitkavoices.org. That's S-E-E-T-K-A voices.org. As well as on Spotify and Apple Media. Gnach Hey, hey.